Hi, this is Joan DeMartin, author of Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of tonight's post is Taxes and Poverty, How a Skewed Tax Code and Lopsided Auditing Hurt the Poor. I'm going to start this evening with a quote from the Transactional Records Access Clearinghouse. Uh, and it uh, says, IRS audits poorest families at five times the rate for everyone else. And that is from data reported uh, from fiscal year 2021. I'm not going to comb the Internal Revenue Service code for each section that hurts the poor or benefits the rich because that would, well, it would take too long. But I will explore a few areas of the tax code that don't seem to have a logical rationale behind them, meaning to even-handedly maximize revenue for the Treasury rather than a seeming predilection to punish those who make the least money. Keep in mind that the IRS simply implements the laws dictated by Congress, like the tax structure and tax rate, although it does not have it does have latitude on how to implement those laws and can choose which taxpayers to audit. Starting with some good news, President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which allocated nearly $80 billion over 10 years to beef up the IRS, and over half of that amount is allocated to enforce to enforcement and audits, supposedly to focus on corporations and higher income earners. This is a much needed influx of funds for the service because its budget has been gutted by Congress over the last 10 years, which might explain the overall decline in audits coupled with an uptick in audits of the poor. As this report from the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities explains, it takes extremely experienced auditors, re revenue agents they're called, to review corporate and higher income individual tax returns. And the money to hire these workers has been consistently slashed. On the other hand, and at the same time, the number of taxpayers overall has not only increased during this time, but the number of millionaires has soared. It turns out that the decrease in funding resulted in a massive loss of personnel, including the experts required to audit complex tax returns, have led the IRS to audit the poor more frequently, and particularly those claiming the Earned Income Tax Credit, or the EITC. This credit, while a boost for lower-income workers, although in 2022 a taxpayer could earn up to $59,187 and still claim the EITC, is, of course, only for those who work, which leaves out the disabled and others living only on Social Security, for example, and benefits taxpayers with children by far the most. And to add insult to injury, this recent article from Axios 
highlights a study showing that single black men with children or, and, those, and claiming them as dependents taking the EITC are the most likely to get audited of all taxpayers. Great, the most likely group to die at the hands of police and the most likely to get audited by the IRS. What a combination. The EITC, established in 1975, and the additional child tax credit, the ACTC, an extension of the child tax credit included in the 2021 American Rescue Plan Act, have helped millions of Americans make ends meet at tax time. But what tax time means has shifted a bit. It's obvious that if you're getting a tax refund, whether you're claiming a tax credit or not, you'll likely file your returns the second you received your W-2s, which is usually shortly after January 31st or before. And you force yourself to endure hours or even days of drudgery to file immediately because you need that money as soon as possible. In 2017, however, the Protecting Americans from Tax Hikes Act, otherwise known as the PATH Act, went into effect, which requires the IRS to hold onto your refund until February 15th of each year, while it checks for tax ID theft and more generalized fraud. Although not a horribly long time, it can delay the receipt of your entire refund from two to six weeks, depending on the year. According to Investopedia, for example, the PATH Act delays these specific types of refunds because, quote, an attempted fraud can occur when someone files a tax return that falsifies the person's earned income, the number of children in the family, or both. But can't tax fraud occur under any scenario for these same reasons and not just because the tax filers are claiming tax credits designed to help the poor? I think the answer is yes. But the PATH Act was signed into law in 2015 and does have some good points, like permanently extending the tax credits that help lower-income taxpayers and small businesses. But to delay an entire refund to those who need it the most seems like overreach and proactive punishment to me. Another federal tax that directly impacts those who are in, who are in bad financial positions is the tax imposed on unemployment compensation benefits. And this is one that I don't hear talked about. Before 1979, Unemployment benefits were not taxed at all by the federal government or states. Taxation was eventually phased in over the next few years. By 1987, the federal government taxed all unemployment compensation benefits, starting at a 15% tax for a few years and finally settling on a 10% tax rate in 1992. And most states that have income taxes, which is all but eight states, I believe, also tax unemployment benefits. I knew when I checked the legislative history behind the 19, 
87 change, I would find this reason to justify taxing unemployment benefits. Quote, the rationale for full taxation of unemployment compensation benefits was to treat unemployment compensation benefits the same as wages and to eliminate the work disincentive caused by favorable tax treatment for unemployment compensation benefits relative to wages. Ah, it's the old disincentive to work again. This is a repeating thought pattern because the same rationale was used in 2021 by states to cut off the extra $300 pandemic unemployment benefits a few months earlier, even though it was federal money and the federal government paid all administrative costs associated with dispersing these funds. So getting a little extra money when you are unemployed during the most pervasive and deadly pandemic in over 100 years disincentivized millions of otherwise healthy, previously employed workers from getting a new job, keeping in mind that most of these states cut out the extra funds in June or July of 2021, when the federal government ended the program on September 6th of that same year, only two months early. Just to summarize, workers whose incomes are low enough to qualify for tax credits are treated like criminals who must wait for their tax refund while the IRS looks up the remote possibility they are frauds. And those who have lost their jobs through no fault of their own, otherwise you can't receive unemployment benefits, suddenly become glued to their couches, content to live off the paltry amount of benefits for the approximate six months they are eligible to receive them. Taking a look at the larger tax code, rather than focusing just on federal taxation, is perhaps even more important to help understand how taxes impact inequality. This 2022 article from the Center for American Progress details five ways, different from the ones I've already discussed, our tax system benefits the rich and burdens or, pun burdens or pun punishes the poor. I'll discuss one of the five ways that is the most impactful, the payroll tax, defined as the taxes employees and employers pay on wages, tips, and salaries. These taxes include federal, state, and local taxes, as well as FICA taxes, which are taxes for Social Security and Medicare. Although the tax code is mainly progressive so that those earning more usually pay more, the more you earn from traditional employment where your employer automatically deducts the taxes for you and pays them to the respective entities, and the lower your income, under $100,000 a year, for example, the higher percentage you owe in payroll taxes. The wealthy and uber-wealthy earn more of their income from stock dividends, interest, and other passive income sources, which are taxed in a different way and often at a lower rate. And because taxes on these passive income sources are not automatically deducted by the employer, 
the filer has access to loopholes and other deductions that benefit those earning this type of income. In President Biden's State of the Union speech earlier this year, he summed it up nicely. Watch this little clip. It's, it's actually both interesting and funny. Let me know what you think of our tax system in the comment section below. Is our existing system fair to you and your family? What changes should be made to make it more fair? Please have at it. As always, I appreciate your interest and thoughtful ideas that make our crime and punishment community a welcoming space to visit and chat. There's no time like the present to become a free or paid subscriber, and there's no time like the new year and almost the second quarter of that new year to upgrade your free subscription to paid. It's easy and will allow me to continue to expand crime and punishment. I have a lot of plans and I'd love to be able to implement them with your help. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America is a reader-supported publication. To receive new posts and support my work, consider becoming a free or paid subscriber. Thanks for listening and reading.